Hi, welcome to what's haunting your mind or what's head. haunting your head. We're both a little sick, so we sound a little weird. We weren't going to record today because we usually record on Thursdays, but we just had the most... Interesting? Dystopian... Thing come up. It, it was like seeing history, but as it's happening in the modern age. Somehow incredibly sad and also incredibly funny. I think it's so funny because we can't really grasp what's going on. Right. There's nothing that we can do to change what this thing is. It just is. Yeah. We have no influence on this. So we feel kind of helpless, but also like it's hysterical because you can't, like you never would have imagined that you would receive this email. Right. Ever. No. No, I couldn't. Um, so buckle up, because I will probably laugh really hard again. And, you know, just a, a gentle reminder, um, we're not making fun of this situation that we're about to talk about. Uh, we laugh because it's how we cope. Um, yeah. And I think that's fair to say that a lot of people do that. Um, so there, it's neither right nor wrong. Um I so don't come after us in the comments or anything. We're not... We understand the severity of the reality of what's going on. But this situation is so far-fetched that all you can do is laugh. Because oh, can't you make can't it up. do anything else. Yeah. And you can't make comedy this good. Yeah, you can't like, make it up. You can't fake this. We're not a comedy podcast. We're a talking ha-ha pod, Like a talking, sometimes ha-ha podcast. We usually talk about some serious stuff. Sorry if you can hear the children in the background. We live in an apartment complex. Is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so, you received an email. I sure did. Like five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And that's how long it took us to stop laughing. Yeah, to realize like this is actually happening. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it for you now. Uh, Should you we- explain the situation first? Or um, at, do you think after makes more sense? Probably after. Okay, go for it. And uh, yeah, just bear with. I'm going to redact some information um, and we'll we'll get after it. Dear G, due to our factory in Ukraine being under occupation, we are currently experiencing delays in production and delivery. Period. Pause. What the fuck did you just say to me? Like, I'm sorry, say that again, because I, I, what? Occupation. Occupation. Um, blanks from this order are expected to be delivered in the beginning of September. What was the original turnaround time? Um, July. Okay. So several months. Um, and that's only, I would assume... If they get their factory back. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if they don't, good luck. Uh, we will be providing a blank discount if you're able to wait. Otherwise, we can cancel your order and send you a refund. Meaning we need the money because our factory is under occupation. Please advise and sorry for the inconvenience. Respectfully, the blank team. Sorry we're under war. <laughs> Here's your money if you need it. Like- <laughs> It's the most ridiculous dystopian thing I've ever heard. Like, these people are at war and they're sending out apology emails 
because they're under occupation. And because, I almost sorry, I I no, forgot our, our rule. Um, I almost wonder if this isn't something they just do for Americans. Yeah, because we're so entitled. No, it's probably an everywhere thing because it's not just us that's entitled. People who buy things online are used to a set deadline and then they get frustrated when that gets moved because they already have to wait. Right. I actually have some Eastern Europeans in my um, family and I noticed they, they apologize quite a bit, actually. Um, they just kind of integrate it into part of their language. Yeah. In my experience with these yeah, very not... specific people, okay, my experience is not everyone's experience. I understand that. But in my experience, they integrate certain language into their English when they learn it. Um, Sorry, our cats are yeah, going Yeah, our cats are going right wild. Now. I'm going to keep on talking. And uh, yeah, I just noticed that they, um, the, they being the people in my family who just so happen to be Eastern European, uh, apologize quite a bit. Um, just kind of integrate sorries and, and uh, regulate how they kind of explain things where they build the excuse into the explanation. So like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I had to go take care of traffic or tra traffic was being rough on me. Did you say take care of Take traffic? care of traffic. I had to take care because I was thinking take care of dinner and then I was thinking stuck in traffic and it just take came care. out at the same time. I love it. Gotta take care of traffic with machine guns and bombs. Apparently. In Minecraft. Of course. Of course. Do I explain that now? No. 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 You know what? Never no. never let them know what your next move is going to be. Let's talk about cats now. No. <laughs> but yeah, we were just sitting here trying to grasp the fact that like, this was the kind of thing that was happening in the early 30s in, in Europe. Right. And we're watching it unfold, but it's with real time, like now technology where instead Colorized of it, picture well, not even, geolocating not I mean, even like that i mean to the point where you know what was going on in europe in the early 30s sometimes and most of the time wasn't really known outside of the area it was happening in right unless it was like ally countries like the u.s had no idea what was going on in europe for a long time yeah and even after they learned i mean there was pushback on some of the concepts and they just couldn't believe it right. but now we're witnessing this like dystopia that was happening in 30s europe but they can email us and people are recording things and putting them on youtube and like there are reporters who are live streaming from war zones yeah and it's no longer just like the local area that broadcasts to the area we're seeing everyone's seeing it and it's absolutely terrifying. Like, I remember when I was younger, um, when the, like, the beheading videos became a thing. Right. That was, like, um, kind of the first time the internet, YouTube, video sharing platforms were, like, hijacked in that way. And I feel like that was a power flex on the... Like the, the people who were doing the beheading were mm. using the platform to like spread weird stuff. Right. But now we're seeing the people showing what's actually going on in the areas. And it's, it's sh like the shock. You can't make this up. And the human factor is so interesting also because 
it's like you can't look away when a train wrecks mm -hmm. and we're watching and you just can't pull your the, eyes away. one of the biggest train wrecks anyone's ever seen in their entire lives for the past what 50 years i would argue that much i have no idea yeah because but, i i feel like not a lot was talked about with what was going on in the middle east it was kind of like brushed sure, under the rug sure so i can't compare that mm -hmm. i don't know yeah but I guess civilian understanding-wise, yes, I will agree with you. Yeah. It's probably the biggest thing that the civilians can see going on. I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, outside mm. of, like, Vietnam. I would say that's probably fair. Yeah. yeah. Because that was the last time that there was a lot of coverage. Because we were at war for, like, 40 years. And people just can't care that long. Yeah. You know, their life goes on. The Earth keeps on turning. Yeah. And you start to forget what's actually going on. And, and this, when it's in the yeah. limelight, the way that Ukraine is in the limelight right now, you just can't escape. You can't it. help but see what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, they're generating a lot of strong opinions, and the people <laughs> that you would expect to uh, choose a side that probably is not kosher mm -hmm. um, are, are doing that. And, you know, it's dividing very yeah, divisive. I, it's extremely divisive. And I wish it wasn't. I wish, you know, you've got this enormous powerhouse with an, a huge military and they're constantly bragging. They're constantly threatening nuclear war. And then you have Russia. I'm just kidding. Obviously, Ukraine is clearly, in my opinion, the aggressed here. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that there's even anyone who would try to say like oh i just don't believe this ukrainian propaganda well what i think is that <clears throat> there's fringes that are really really like rabid about it but i feel like the general population is much more and i i, I think correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. but the general population if you talk to them is like oh yeah ukraine is being screwed by russia right now like it's not good but the people who are saying, oh, Russia's in the right here are just really loud about it. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's also so difficult in the age of technology to know when you're dealing with a bot. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's uh, that's why when I so I have to explain a little bit about myself here. Um, one of my favorite pastimes for a very long time was getting into Facebook comment arguments on like news articles. <laughs> because I know that's such like a weird old mom thing to say, but I think it was really funny to just like watch these people try to scramble for logic. And so I got to a point where like I stopped caring really what the other person was saying in these Facebook arguments. And I still do this sometimes, but now I do it on Nextdoor because Nextdoor is hysterical. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really interesting to see that the people who carry these really strong opinions on topic matters, especially when they're going contrary to like the evidence or the popular belief of what's going on, tend to have really scrambled, quick synapse associations with their logic. Mm. They're not saying like, okay, if this is going on, and these six other things are going on, but these six other things are saying different to what this one is saying, I should probably like look into the other six or better study the number one. Mm. They just go, those are lying from that. I can jump to six different conclusions that are wrong. 
it's almost like they're strawmanning themselves. They are. They are. They're psyching themselves into reaffirming their beliefs. And there's already a level of information bias that humans seek out naturally, where if you have an opinion on something, you're going to look for things that support that opinion and things that challenge that opinion are frustrating. They're lying. They, they make you uncomfortable because you're thinking about, okay, well, if I believe this, why does everyone else believe that? Well, they can't all be wrong. So why am I wrong? And then you get defensive. And in the age of the internet, it's so much worse because you can, you know, you, instead of like sitting in a room with 30 different people who have you know, 22 people believe this and eight people believe that, and you can just talk it out and listen, you can build like a Facebook friendship group of 500,000 and as people say things you don't agree with, you just cut them out until you get down to like a hundred people who share the same opinion as you. And then you're just echo chambering with each other, reaffirming your own beliefs. And it makes people way more radicalized. And that over time self-confirmation echo chamber, especially in really extremist beliefs on either side of like the political spectrum or just on specific things, can open rabbit holes for stuff like QAnon, where if you believe so rabidly and so unbreakably that these six things are going on in the government, that to these 33 other things suddenly become like plausible. And you, you could think like, okay, these five QAnon conspiracy theories must be real because for the past 10 years, all I've heard from other people is exactly what I believe. And this is what they're saying now. And again, it happens on the other side, but I don't know of a court of like a, a group of people like QAnon who are like actively disseminating whack-ass information onto the internet. And I'm sure, you know, somebody out there knows a name of one. If but... you do, give it to me because I'm very interested to see what they're like talking about. Hmm. Because that type of like rabid belief conspiracy that's so insane has worked its way really highly in our like in our society right now. There's two senators that are both really big QAnon people. One of them only got elected because she ran unopposed. Just saying. And she's not unopposed anymore. She's got like five. Good. <laughs> five um, opposition. But they got to a point where enough people believed the same wacky, plausible stuff. And they wanted some, some people who are loud to get up there and throw those beliefs into the limelight. But when you're not in that echo chamber and you're looking in on it, it looks insane. And something interesting that I read, sorry, I just want to get this one last thing in there. Something interesting that I read recently was that they did kind of a study in the last, I'd say 10-ish years, the first like two years of kind of, not 10, but like when QAnon first started to become popular to now, they've done a study with parents or children of people who are in elderly areas, potentially edging up on like nursing home age and their kids. And they found that children of parents with really extreme beliefs that were super like set in their ways and could not be talked to, those people were more likely to be abandoned at, at nursing homes because the family can't deal with them anymore. And it just makes them so uncomfortable and so 
unsure of how to interact with this other person that they're just like take them i can't do it anymore that's super interesting yeah i would venture to guess that you can tell within a third degree of accuracy a lot just by the zip code that somebody was born I mean, it you can probably tell within the third degree of accuracy, depending on the zip code, if somebody's going to go to college, if somebody's going to go to prison. Uh, probably. If somebody's but... going to, like you said, be abandoned in a uh, in a nursing home. So I kind of agree, but only age dependently. So I would say that your zip code you're born into would only matter for the first, like, 25 years of your life because once you hit 25 if you if you get that far and you're not in j- oh, is someone calling me oh no hold on i gotta pause this sorry we'll be back in a minute hi sorry i had to reschedule with my therapist we're back um okay so i would say that you can judge people based in that way on their zip codes for probably the first 25 years of your life if you get to 25 and you're not, like, dead, in prison, in a psych ward, like, you, you're out on free will, living your life, I would say you can judge a person by their zip code for the next, like, 30 years of their life based on where they move to. Mm. Because the first zip code you're in is going to influence how you grow up. But where you choose to live is how you think the most like. Like, you're, you're not going to move somewhere where you don't agree with anything that they do. Mm. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. Especially in Cal- like where we live in California. If you don't agree with what's going on with California, you're going to move to a cheaper state. Right. Like, it's just the logical thing to do. Mm. So I would say that the likelihood of being so set in your ways that you get abandoned at a nursing home when you're old would be more determinable by the zip code you live in when you're 50. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I just came up with that on the fly. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good. Thank you. I went to college. You did? Three times, actually. Well, once. Well, I have two degrees, and one time I flunked out. So I didn't flunk out. I, I dropped out. But So we have had this discussion before. I know. But when you have two degrees in the same topic, you just have the highest degree. It makes me feel better about myself to say I have two degrees. <laughs> there are two diplomas. One is hanging on the wall. The other is not because I'm too short, and I don't know where to put it. I want to take it to work, but I feel like that's pretentious. Is it the higher of the two degrees? Yes. Well, maybe you should just have one degree. No. And one wall. No. Well, you're not my dad. I could be. Don't I like old. that. I look old now. You sure do. I look old. I feel old. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're Mick. You're man sick. Have we talked about that yet? No. I'm man sick which is like the i love you uh-huh. 
It's the most annoying thing when you're in a relationship <laughs> with a cis white man or just a cis man in general is when they get sick, they get man sick and then you have to do everything for yourself and everything for them. Even if they're just like, my nose is stuffy and my head's a little sore. Well, I'm actually dying. Yeah? Yeah. You're dying? Probably of viral fungus. I would say. Uh-huh. You know? Sure. <sighs> Maybe the... even a bacteria. A bacteria? Yeah. Bacterial fungal virus. Mm-hmm. Where? Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. You look good. Brain. Brain? Eyes. Eyes. Nose, throat, mouth. Those are all parts of your body, yes. Lungs. Uh-huh. Stomach. Testicles. Gametes. Your toes. Probably my toes. I'm going to steal your toes one day. Sit on my toes? I'm going to steal your toes oh, one day. Oh, steal my toes. Yeah. It's better than sitting on them. <laughs> Is it? You can have a toe. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I like you like that. I like you like that too, but I like my toes a lot. Well, I'm taking them. Okay. <laughs> This is very common conversation for us. By Absolutely. Way. This is nothing unusual. See how unfazed she is? Well, you can't see her. I can see her. She's pretty unfazed. Yeah, I'm good. Relatively. I'm chilling. Speaking. Um, nice teeth. <laughs> We're not telling that story. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, this podcast is marked not safe for words. If you want to tell that story, you can. Ah, it's all good. Okay. Um, you got to ask for it. So, my precious listener, my little kitten. Stop talking. Daddy wants you to ask for it. I am divorcing <laughs> you. I'm marrying you and then I'm divorcing you. Same day? Same That's day. That's called an annulment. I'll wait a day. Okay. Then it's a divorce. All right. <laughs> I should think you have like a 90 day period where it's just an annulment. No. It's oh. much shorter than that. That sucks. Um, in some places it's hours. Remind me to tell you about a crazy TV show I heard about. Um, I can just do it now. Yeah, do it now. Um, there's a TV show. I don't know if it's still on the air, but there's a TV show where these people would meet with like experts on relationships, so, like a sex compatibility um, therapist and, and like an expert on emotional connection and stuff like that. And they would, meet with them and take a bunch of tests and like a bunch of talk therapy and these people would match them with their most compatible partner mm -hmm. without having ever met these people so then they meet at the altar for the first time and in that moment they have to decide if they're going to get married first time they see each other they decide if they're going to trust these people or not and then they get married and they have 90 days to decide if they want to get stay married or get a divorce. It's not a 90 day fiance. Though. No, it's not. I don't think it's 90 day fiance. Because 90 day fiance, they like get visas and they're like dating beforehand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. But that shows what I'm saying. No, it's called, like, it's called like married at first sight or something like that. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Ah, super interesting concept. Yeah, right? Um, I, I cannot imagine oh, anyone. Oh, God, no. It's got to be fake right probably but most of the people got married see that tells me that it's probably fake yeah i think that you know what sorry what's up 
Um, I have two things I want to say. Okay. Talking about trashy reality TV, one of my least favorite shows that's been on the air forever is The Bachelor. And people go absolutely batshit over that show. There are women who have viewing parties every single week for The Bachelor. And I don't get it. And it's really funny because, like, my friend Kay, absolutely obsessed with The Bachelor. And I used to go over to her apartment and we watch episodes. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, side note, one of the biggest engagement ring uh, makers and providers in the United States, Takori, got their first big break because they provided the rings on every season of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Huh. Yeah, right? I'm impressive. It's neat. That's your fun fact for the episode. Anyway, continue. Um. I don't remember where I was. This is going to be a weekly thing. Yeah, we both go on insane tangents. This is just how we talk to each other, by the way. All we did was turn on the camera because we got a haha funny that was really dystopia, and now we're talking about engagement rings. So, you know. But this is, we used to just sit. We've been finishing thoughts, though. Kind of. We used to just sit in our apartment and do this, and then we were like, why don't we just record this? Yeah, and it also introduces a a little bit of novelty in our relationship. Yeah, it's something fun to do. We get to learn more about each other, and. It lit- it's, just, it's nice. It literally forces us to sit down at least once a week and just talk to each other for an hour. Even though we talk to each other a lot, it's nice to like have that be the focus for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. So much. I cried last night for like an hour about yeah, how much I love you. You did. I cried real hard. I was really sober too. That's the thing. Do you not usually cry when you're sober? No. I exclusively cry when I'm sober. I hate crying, and I hate crying in front of other people. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. It's not that I was, like, punished for it when I was a kid or anything. I just don't like doing it. I will sob. And it doesn't even take that much. You've done it a couple times. I like it, man. I know. It's a cathartic experience for you. I kind of understood it for the first time last night. Yeah. It's really nice. It's nice. It's like a total system reset. Yeah. And it gave me a chance to like really think about the people that I miss and just connect with them again. It was really, it was, it was a nice moment. Probably the best cry I've had over the course of the last couple of years. The last episode of the Midnight Midnight Gospel. Gospel. And I wasn't even there. I was at work. Yeah. You showed up for what, like the very end of it? No, no. It was so much sadder. I was working and he was working a different job where he was out really early in the morning and came home at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I was working from home. So he'd come home and I'd see him and like wave. And then a couple hours later I'd be done. And so I go into the bedroom to be like, hi, how are you? And you're laying in the bed, curled up in a ball, still sniffling and I'm like, are you okay? And you roll over and you see me and you just start sobbing again. And I'm like, what is going on? Because I've never seen someone, especially you, like cry like this. I'm freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, are you okay? Are we okay? Like, what's going on? And you were just like, the, mid- the midnight gospel. And I was like, you're cry- like in my head. I was like, "You're sobbing over this." I'm like, what? 
But you had never seen the I last episode. I haven't. I still. Ha- I don't still think. I don't. I, I don't think that I still ever have. Um, because You're I don't. There. I don't think I can bring myself to do it because I know it's going to make me cry, and I hate crying. Yeah, it's hardcore. <laughs> but yeah, I was like holding you while you were sobbing, and I was like. What? <laughs> uh, which other one got me? Let's see. Of the Midnight Gospel? No. So the Midnight Gospel got me a couple times. Yeah. Um, there was another show that I was watching every now and then at that same time. Oh, oh, um, the the one about space. Deep, deep Space? Deep Space Galactic. That was pretty good. Is it? No. I mean, it was pretty emotional, but I don't think I was sobbing over it or anything. Oh, I don't remember. Um... Bo Burnham also put Inside. out his uh, his special. I have a tattoo from that. Yes, you do. That is factual. Yeah, it's on my arm. It says you're really joking at a time like this. Are you really joking at a time, time like this? this? We're both a little tone deaf. Sorry about that. But it's it's it, probably for the best. It's got Sorry. a coffin right above it. I I can post it on our Instagram. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, fucking look, I got ink. Also. We have an Instagram. It's what's haunting your head pod. What's haunting your head pod. pod. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. I don't think you can put apostrophes in Instagram handles. I don't know. I don't think you can. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's been a rough week. Monday. Yeah. Is it because you're rough week. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. We're going back to that. I'm Mantic, and it makes me so incredibly sad. You know, it's not lost on me that there's certain deficits in our relationship. And some of them are me, and some of them are hers. But uh, the level of care <laughs> that you take in this home. Unmatch, except by Felix. He does a lot for this house. (laughs) What do you mean? Our cat does more than you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute and he bites us. Yeah. It's more than you've ever done. Or ever will do. (laughs) I'm just kidding, obviously. Um, No, but like chores, I fall behind on chores all the time. Um, We tried to work it out so that we were asking for what we needed more. Because we both have chores that we just kind of veto. I hate cleaning anything that has to do with waste. So the bathroom, the cats, the cat litter boxes, just not my thing. The dishes. I'll wash the floor. Like mop. I'll mop. I'll I'll sweep and mop. Yeah, but we also have one of those Swiffers. Which is really nice. Yeah. It was super cheap too. Yeah, and even though like it's just it's disposable instead of just being like a like a, a bucket mop. Uh, well, yeah, I mean whatever, whatever one uses for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even that doesn't raise the cost so high. It's not worth just getting two hundred pads. Yeah, and I know you know you can clean the entire floor of this apartment, which is all um, vinyl. Didn't yeah, it's like vinyl hardwood. Yeah, we can use one. I don't think we've been burnt through a box yet. Yes, we have. Okay, well, there's one. And I know that we have one of like 200 behind the TV in our room. Yeah, because I was supposed to do our bedroom and I didn't. Yeah, our bedroom's kind of wrecked right now. It's my depression pit and I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. 
But like, why haven't I gotten into it either? Yeah, exactly. Chore deficit, man. So it's hard for me to be sick um, because I don't, I don't like to miss work. First of all, because I feel like I'm letting people down, um, which is a silly concept because obviously they can pick up the slack for me for a day, which is hysterical because I love not having to go to work. Yeah, true. Um, when I was in the Marine Corps, I got by the end of my contract, I had 74 days of leave saved up uh-huh. and like that's i think in the military paid time off like nice you're getting per diem you're getting all sorts of cool shit uh-huh. you can take almost as much time as you want i think the longest i ever took in one go was like two weeks wow um and i yeah by the time i was getting out i had 72 not hours days that I just had never used because I lived in the same city. I mean, still what? 25, 30 miles away from my grandparents' house. Oh yeah. It's only like, like a half an hour drive. Yeah. So like I was up there every weekend for a little while. I was making that drive every single day, twice a day going to and from work. When we started dating, you were doing that. Yeah. Mm Oh, it was rough, too. I used to get up at four in the morning when you would leave and drive to my parents' house. And I don't know why. I think I was, like, uncomfortable with imposing on Grandma. Well, also, you were doing work on a computer, right? Yeah, but my class, I would get home at, like, 5.15 in the morning and go to sleep for, like, two hours. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you were doing that. I don't know. I have social anxiety. It's not a social situation if it's one other person. Yeah, but I'd only <laughs> met her like twice. And she was letting you spend the night, so like I know. Anyhow, she's great. anyway. Not trying to turn this into We an love argument. we stand. We she's stand. great. She's awesome. Um not trying to turn it into an argument. It Sorry. doesn't feel like an argument. Well I'm chilling. You know. I'm conflict avoidant, so <laughs> everything's an argument. <sighs> Tired, man. I'm only laughing because he got sick because I got sick. Yeah. And I got so sick that I had to go get a specialized medicated inhaler and I have to take Mucinex twice a day. He has the sniffles. I was taking care of myself. Yeah. And now I'm taking care of both of us. Yeah. Which sucks. And I wish it wasn't that way. Um... You know, if I could go back in time while you were sick, I would have done more, would have made fun of you less, would have been touching, would've... touching you less, probably. <laughs> what a shoulda, coulda, Bubba. I know. What a shoulda, Would have set up the, uh, the spare bed. You could have gone and slept at Sheldon's. That's right. On his couch yeah, with his dog. With his dog. Yeah. She's... You have to deal with, um, his, the, he who shall not be named every single day and his girlfriend. Whew. Pring, pring. Yeah. Did you, like, bring me some water? <laughs> I bet he would. He probably would. Um. You got anything else? Um. 
Yeah, just a little shout out real quick. Um, even if you don't think that you need therapy, you need therapy. Everyone goes through hard shit in their lives. And even if you don't re- think that, like, things are really affecting you, you'd be pretty surprised how much things are affecting you. Like, I think that every person should go to at least, like, two months of therapy at some point in their life. And just see if there's anything that maybe they should continue going for. Because I feel like a lot of people deal with a lot more than they know that they do. I'd say that's fair. Therapy's good. I have a therapist. You have a therapist. I do indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, they help us with big emotions. They do. Also remember that if you do choose to go to a therapist, they are diagnosing you. Yes. With something. Yep. Because to bill to an insurance company, you must receive something. So if you're working a certain type of job, for example, lawyer, um, maybe don't go see a therapist. Maybe talk to your friends. Because you cannot keep certain jobs if you have a mental health diagnosis. You can also pay out of pocket and not have to deal with insurance. True. But, like, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, things to think about. Now, it's been good. It's been real. It's, it's been real good. It's been good, real. It's been good, real. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. To episode three, Dystopia episode three. Now. That was an Apocalypse Now joke. But um, anyway, have fun. We'll see you soon. Take it easy. Bye.